it going? Welcome back. Here we go. We're on it again. All right. Tonight, today, whatever it is, I'm going to say we got a good show for you, as I always say. <laughs> oh, gosh. Y'all need to let me know if this is getting annoying. You know what I mean? Me just saying we got a good show. We got a good this. Uh, today, we're going to get into some things that I think are going to intrigue you. Um, hopefully they do, and they get you out there doing the things about the whiskey that we've been talking about. Um, tonight, we're going to get into, so you think you know enough about whiskey that you want to put on your own tasting. What that means, what you can do, what you should do, and what you shouldn't do. So we're going to have some fun. You know, as always, we're not, uh, we're, we're taking it real light. We're not trying to be, um, you know, super crazy with it. We're just hanging out, uh, two bro dudes talking. No. Um, so I just did a, uh, it's still in my mouth and it's amazing. Um, wow, that could have gone the wrong, wrong way. Anyway, um, I just did a YouTube video. By the time this is out, it'll already be out. Um, and I was doing the other Scotch Malt Whiskey Society offering that I got in my little startup pack. And it was a trip to the seaside, um, which is a 10-year-old Kulila uh, scotch, obviously, um, at 60.2% alcohol. Now, if you know anything about Kulila, they're a, they're an Isla distillery, so they're peated. Um, and it was an amazing, amazing whiskey. It really was. It was super good. Uh, so I'm really excited to dive into it a little more. Um, going to do a deep dive on it as well later on. So I'm going to sit with it for a while um, and to be able to envelop those flavors. Um, and that's something you need to do. And that's something that maybe I haven't talked about enough with you guys is, uh, you know, kind of keeping, um, you know, sorry, I just smacked a microphone, of course, like a dummy. Uh, is keeping those, uh, you know, going deep on a bottle. Like uh, I do, you know, deep dives, try to do those on Sunday nights uh, on Instagram, especially follow, like, subscribe. You know, I'm going to go down Grifter Alley in a minute, so don't don't worry. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, the thing that people don't understand is I'm not doing uh, a tasting on a bottle that I just opened and, you know, it's the first take of it. It's a bottle that I've sat with for a minute or a bottle I've already had. Um, so I kind of know my way around it. Um, you know, we talked in the past about neck pour and stuff like that. It, it's kind of a thing, but it's not really oxidation, all that stuff. So um, sit with the bottle. Um, you know, don't. I'm not saying finish the bottle over a weekend or something like that. Um, I'm just saying sit with the bottle for a little bit and kind of see how... Uh, how it opens up not only to you but uh, in the bottle and in the glass uh, add a little water with it um, even if it's a lower proof whiskey add a little water to it um, just to see what kind of kind of envelops from it anyway uh, we're gonna do a little bit of uh, housekeeping um, man it was a it was a crazy week guys it really was um, you know we had a short week because of Memorial weekend and I don't think I even said anything about that on the last podcast and I'm sorry uh, thank, thank all the, the men and women out there that lost their life to protect our freedom. We do not take that for granted. Um, I know I'm a week late, 
I, I'm, you know, this is my life, you know, <laughs> but uh, I do thank all of them because without, you know, without them fighting for our freedom, we wouldn't uh, have the freedoms that we do have. I know they're being limited every day, but that's a totally different podcast. Um, anyway, so we did something really cool this weekend. Did not have family. Not that I love you guys. I love you guys. But like it was a chill weekend, right? We didn't have anything to do. We weren't. So Saturday, I worked my butt off. Like, oh my gosh. It was crazy. Anyway, uh, you know, mowing because it's been raining like crazy here. So I had to mow again, uh, which means weeding, which meant, you know, doing all the other things that goes with that. Then we had these big old mesquite uh, thorns coming up out of the ground from the last time I cut them off. Cut them out again. Then we had big holes in the driveway, so I had to put red granite back in those. It's like it was never ending, you know, never ending. Um, cleaned up uh, around the – we had a above ground pool. And we're, I'm thinking about setting it back up, and I don't know. Anyway, um, I had a bunch of old, you know, kind of hoarder pumps that I was going to use. You know, everybody says, I'm going to use that, and you're, you're not going to use it. Just throw it away, stupid. Anyway, um, so I cleaned all that up, and uh, then I was uh, jacking around. I got the computer back from the shop, and he put a new hard drive in it. Everything's going great, um, except – Evidently, um, I don't know anything about computers, as you can as you can tell. I am limping along at just doing this stupid podcast. It's not stupid. I love this, but like I'm limping along. Like I'm so old when it comes to computers. Like this is it's killing me. Um, but I <laughs> um, was on. I was trying to get on there to set up the Zoom so I can start zooming people, and you know we can get some face to face contact. We can have guests. We can do all that stuff. Um, and Zoom wouldn't come up. It would not verify the microphone. It would not verify the camera. And so I call tech support, and they're like, well, it's an older unit, and you replaced the hard drive, so guess what? Not my problem. I'm like, okay, so I do what I think I said last week about not doing is I YouTube mania it. Hold on. Drinking again. It's like right when I start talking, I get so freaking thirsty. I don't know what what's going on. But anyway, so I, I Google foo it, you know, and um, basically Ventura 13, whatever it is, um, made it to where you can't do Zoom. So you have to go backwards through the terminal and like do all these freaking cheat codes and up, down, left, right, start select whatever um and i'm like oh my god i don't want to have to do that i just want to be able to talk to people and record it it's not that hard anyway long story short but today uh the day i'm filming this or filming yeah gosh recording this it uh we went and did something that i had never done before you know the kids just got out for uh summer break my daughter is working um so this this next week she's working all week but she had the weekend off luckily and so she said that everybody was like let's go do something and my son said let's go to top golf and i'm like i don't want to do that i hate golf like golf is dumb to me no no offense to those who love golf i'm just like no so i was like no i don't want to do that so we loaded up and went to top golf today yeah because i don't get a say you know i buy everything but i don't have a say to do anything anyway 
Um, so we go. I had, you know, you got to make a reservation and all that crap. It was actually super fun. Like, more fun than putt-putt for me. I hate putt-putt too, but like way more fun than putt-putt. Um, like, it was cool. We were playing, you know, my son, he wanted, they had an Angry Birds one where you could like, you know, you hit it in a certain spot, you knock down the towers and it kills the Angry Birds, whatever. Uh, it, it was really fun. And then we ate food and, you know, I had a beer and, you know, it was just really fun. By the time you were done with it, you're like, holy crap, I spent $200. Like, what happened? Anyway, but like, they, they give you a two hour time slot. And I'm like, I don't know if that's going to be enough. By the time you got done with it, oh, oh, it's enough. It's enough. You're, you're good. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. So we just got back from that. And I said, I need to knock this podcast out. Um, so that I can go chill, you know, have, have the rest of the night before, you know, the dreaded day job tomorrow. Um, so let's get into, uh, the subject at hand. I know I ran a little late. I'm sorry. I like to tell stories. I don't want to just, I don't want this to just be meat and taters. You know what I mean? You got to have some veggies too. And I feel like the back talk is veggies for, for you guys. If you don't like it, let me know. Guess what? Ain't nobody let me know otherwise. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I love you guys, though. This is awesome. Um, oh, man, I said awesome. I'm sorry, dog. Anyway, I'm trying not to say that because I was told that I said awesome a lot in the podcast or whatever. So I'm trying not to say that as much. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's those little, those little uh, things that you just do. Like, you don't even know that you really do them. Like I say, um. A lot, as you can probably already notice, you're on, we're on episode 12 already. I think if you've listened for five minutes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, let's get into, I'm going to say it like this. So, you think you're ready to do a whiskey tasting. You have a little bit of knowledge, which, let me tell you this. I am a whiskey sommelier, right? Trained in the art of the you know, the whiskey food, right? I know nothing about whiskey, comparatively. There are people out there that have been doing this their entire life, and they still barely know anything. So do not let your lack of knowledge stop you from a good time. Okay? That's my shaman's word of advice. Because um, whiskey is a social drink, right? So take it as that. So... Where do you start? You want to put on a whiskey tasting. How do you do that? Where do you start with it? Um, first of all, you have to have some whiskey. Duh, right? So I'm going to bet that most people have bourbons in their house, right? Um, and if you're not a bourbon drinker, then you have scotch or Irish or whatever. Fine, but stick to a particular type. Um, which we've talked about what's the difference, you know, in the past episodes. Stick to a specific type because if you try and mix match on some, you can do it. Um, that's a little bit more advanced. We're talking about beginner whiskey tastings for your buddies, right? And don't just think it's for men. Women are getting into whiskey just as much as men. Your wife might like it. Who knows? Mine? No. But... You know, I'm working on her. You know, I work on her all the time, but it, you know, yeah, we'll see. Um, so, what you do, you need to have a couple of whiskeys. 
I say if it's going to be for a group of people, you need to have at least five whiskeys. Now, you don't have to, but you don't want to have two, right? Because they will pick one over the other, right? So you need to have three, okay? Because then they'll say, I like this one better than these two. Or, I like all three of them. Or, I don't like any of them. At least you have a guideline. And if you, because if you do four, or like, I, I would say odd numbers. Don't just have one, obviously, because that's not a tasting. That's like you're drinking a bottle with somebody. Um, so, like, I do, I normally do five. And it's just enough to where you get to taste it. It takes about, if you're, you can make it faster or slower, you know, however you want to do it. Normally between an hour and a half to two hours per tasting. Not too bad. You can stretch it out as long as you want. Obviously, you don't want to go a lot less time because that means you're just shooting the whiskeys down. You need time to develop the flavors and, you know, uh, talk about them and stuff like that. We're going to get to that. So you picked out five whiskeys. Let's say they're bourbon, right? So what I would recommend, and this is just a recommendation, you do whatever you want with what you have. Let's say you have five basic whiskeys. You know what I mean? Jack Daniels, Black Jim Beam, White Label, um, uh, Evan Williams, uh, you know, the, the basics, you know, uh, you might have a Four Roses in there, and then you might have an Old Forester, what did I say, Four Roses, Four Roses, let's, let's, you know, whatever, or a Buffalo Trace, or something like that, you want to try and have different bottles, obviously, but if you just have the basics, you know, you don't have to go out and spend $100 for a single barrel pick, or Something like that. You don't you don't need all that. Now, is it fun? Of course it is. But you don't need all that. So you find the five whiskeys that you want. You then you need glassware, obviously. Do you have to have a Glencairn glass? Have we talked about a Glencairn glass? I don't know if we have. Crap, have we not talked about a Glencairn? Oh my gosh. I I suck at my job. I'm sorry. Have we not? Seriously? Wow. <clears throat> I just lost some psalm points on that one. Um, anyway, uh, the preferred whiskey glass is a Glencairn, which is, I, if you've seen them, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. It has a little base on it, then it's like a tulip-shaped glass. Um, it's about, I don't know, four or five inches tall. You want the tulip shape because... It helps to funnel the ethanol out faster. Wine glasses, you see how they have a bigger opening? They tend to let the ethanol stay in there a lot more. They don't evaporate as fast. That's why when you're smelling on a Glencairn glass, different parts of your nose on different parts of the glass can and will smell different things. Yeah, so it's a thing. You can get Glencairns online at Amazon. They're not super expensive. Uh, six bucks. You can get a six pack for like twenty bucks. Uh, you can even get monogrammed ones and stuff like that. You can have fun with it, however you want to do it. Um, a lot of times you can find like I know that there's a, a lot of scotches out there that if you buy like a specific bottle, it'll come with two glasses too. You know what I mean? Which is kind of cool. Um, so anyway, I'm sorry that we didn't talk about Glencairns. I just expect people to know that, and I'm like, you know, no, not everybody knows that there's a special 
stupid glass for it. But anyway, so yeah, you want to have glassware. Now, do you have to have Glencairns? Absolutely not. Are you going to get better results with a Glencairn? I do seriously think so. Um, I know that um, Jeremy Jeremy Sears, I think that's his name, he uses the Visky, V-I-S-A-I glasses. They're very similar to the Glencairns. Uh, you can use a brandy snifter. Uh, it's a little more bulbous. That's a weird word. But anyway, it's a little more bulbous. Please don't use shot glasses. Shot glasses, you're not going to get anything. And people are going to want to shoot them because that's what they know them to be, is shot glasses, right? You know, we're not shooting whiskey. We're not in college. We're not shooting whiskey, right? Uh, then again, do what you want. I'm not your dad. But if you want to put on a good tasting and not have people puking in the corner, unless you're into that, whatever. I don't care. But if you want to put out a good tasting, you need to have proper glassware. Um, again, you don't have to – you can do it out of a rocks glass. It's just you're not going to get a whole lot on the smell. You're really not. And smell is 70% of the taste of the overall experience. So invest in good glasses. Um, and if you're doing a tasting for five different people, um, and let's say you only have six glasses, you know what I mean? You want to make sure that you have plenty of water there to rinse their glasses out. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to taste the last whiskey on the new whiskey. You know what I mean? So that's that's the whole thing. You want to keep it, keep, try and keep it as clean as possible. That's why I normally, when I do a tasting for six people or so, five or six people, I'll have two cases or 12 different glasses. That way they can have one and be rinsing out the other one at the same time. Um, if I was a little more into it, I would have a couple cases, uh, and then that way they just get a new glass each time. That's a lot of glassware. Think about that. Five whiskeys, five people. Yeah, that's 25 glasses. Just just that. Uh, that's not including mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's the other thing. Uh, the first whiskey tasting I ever did, I did not drink whiskey. What? Yeah. No, I didn't drink it. And then I was like, oh, that's the thing. You need to drink the whiskey. Um, you don't have to drink as much as the clients or I call them clients, obviously. Um, you know, you don't have to drink as much as the ones you're pouring for, uh, but you do need to partake. Because how are you going to describe the whiskey to the person, and how are you going to talk about the whiskey if you're not drinking said whiskey, right? So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind at all times. Um, but if you are doing it for, like, uh, an event, like I did a, a, a wedding rehearsal dinner, um, and there was a bunch of people coming up drinking whiskey. I was not trying to mash them with drink. I'd be so drunk. Like, they went, you know, they killed two bottles. Like, no, I'm not sitting there drinking. I did have some, and there was one that I wanted more than the other, and so I got a small pour of that. And, you know, and so now let's talk about, okay, so you've got, you've picked out your whiskeys, whatever they are. I don't care. Whatever whiskeys you like, whatever's whiskeys you want to try. Maybe somebody in your little friend group says, hey, I've never had Buffalo Trace, you know, whatever. And you happen to have a bottle of Buffalo Trace and you're willing to open it, you know, because I hate to say it's allocated. But anyway, and you're willing to open it for them, like bring that, you know, and then kind of build your profile off of that. Okay. 
So normally, and the, and all this is kind of subject to change upon who you're pouring for, right? If I was pouring for family, which I've done in the past, I pour them as much as they want, right? Because normally we're at their house for overnight or we're, I'm not planning on going anywhere, right? Um, if I was at somebody's house and I knew I had to drive home, I would pour much less for everybody because more than likely they have to go home as well, if that makes sense. Half an ounce is more than likely plenty. You can do three quarters, but then you got to think about it. Three quarters times five, that turns into quite a bit of whiskey. And for people who aren't used to drinking whiskey straight, hold on, pause for a refreshment. Yeah, we knew that was coming. All right. If they're not used to drinking that whiskey straight, um, it's going to affect them a lot more, right? So, um, so yeah, just be mindful of that, what you're pouring and how much you're pouring each person. Because at the end of the day, you're not responsible for them. I am, um, you know, when I do a, a paid tasting for somebody, I'm partially responsible for over-serving them. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I did, I did this one tasting, and I'm not trying to incriminate anybody. And hopefully this guy's, sorry, I already assumed gender on the guy. Um, hopefully this person is, is listening because that's kind of cool. Um, because I don't even know the guy, but hopefully he is. Um, but I was pouring, we had, um, bookers and, uh, we had treaty oak, which is two totally different whiskeys, by the way. I mean, they're both bourbon, but they're, one's a Texas bourbon that's only two years old and bookers was like eight and it was cast strength and it was, you know, it was hot and fiery. They were downing both of those, like. Oh, man. And this one guy came up with a glass with ice in it. And again, what's rule number one? The best whiskey is the whiskey you like to drink the way you like to drink it. Don't shame anybody for if they want to add Topo Chico to their whiskey or something. Don't do it. <sighs> he, he had this big old rocks glass with a bunch of ice in it. He said, fill her up. And I said, I looked around and I'm like, huh? And there was a lady that was kind of um, running her crew. She wasn't running me, but she was running the people that were there. She's like, it's fine. So I gave him, you know, it was probably three and a half ounces. And then I was like, I should not have done that. Just in my, my head, I was like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best thing to do for him because, like, I don't want him to, you know, get sick or something like that. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of <laughs> – anyway, so he, he drank it and he came back for more. And I said, you know what, you need to – you need to chill out. Uh, I'm not turn. I'm not telling you no, but you need to, you know, turn. Go drink some water or something like that. Because I knew, and he like downed it. It was like ten minutes later he came back, and I'm like, no, nah, buddy, that's not how it works. Um. Anyway, anyway, enough about that. Um. But so make sure you're aware of that if you're doing it uh, for financial gain or if you're at somebody's house. Just be aware of your, uh, your intake and your the people around you's intake. Uh, because that will make or break a good tasting. Um, another thing that I recommend, this is not whiskey related, but it has to do with the whiskey, is have something there other than whiskey. Um, I'm not saying another cocktail or something like that. Have some food of some sort. 
um, a lot of people that I do it for, they do like a charcuterie board with meats and cheeses and, you know, don't do something that's like really flavorful. Like don't have like, um, you know, goat cheese pizzas or something like that and try, I mean, it might be good with, with whiskey, who knows, but you know, you're trying to, to enjoy the whiskey and get notes out of the whiskey. And when you have, um, you know, Greek tzatziki sauce or something, it's just going to kind of throw it off. Anyway, so I do light meats and cheeses um, most of the time. And I normally make the client, whoever I'm working for, pay for those. Because that's not part of my repertoire. I'm not a food service person, so that's not me. I bring the whiskey. That's it. I'm the whiskey guy. So um, that's another thing you can do is have some food, some sort of food there. Because for one, it'll help cleanse your palate. Some people say crackers. Some say smell, uh, smell coffee coffee beans get some coffee beans and smell them the best reset that i've seen to date is smelling the crook of the inside of your elbow so your inside elbow right the inner part of your arm just smell it i'm doing it right now as you could tell because you know your own smell right even if you stink you know your own smell so it resets you back to zero and then you can go into the whiskey with like, okay, I know what zero taste smells like. This is what the whiskey smells like, right? These are tips and tricks that I have paid thousands and thousands of dollars for, and you guys are robbing me blind. No, I'm joking. I love you guys. Stop. Stop. Um, so you've picked out your five whiskeys. You have a crew. you got to have people to share the whiskey with, right? You at least want, I would say, and, and this is totally up to you. You can have as many as two people, you and somebody else, and you can enjoy whiskey together, and it will be amazing. You'll have an amazing time. It will be great. You will have stories, um, all of that. But to me, three to eight people is really fun. Anything over like ten people, it gets a little chaotic. Um, you have to have help because try pouring 50 whiskeys, which would be five for 10 people and still be able to talk to each person independently and tell them, you know, ask them what they're tasting, how they're tasting it, um, help them through the tasting. You know, there's people, there might be people in your group that have never tried whiskey in their life and they're wanting to try it for the first time and you got to walk them through that. You know, hopefully, if you've been listening for long enough, you know the basics of it by now. And you can limp your way through telling people about whiskey and helping them, you know, to uh, not just shoot it, to sip it slowly, to sip it like it's hot coffee, and to, you know, to not let the burn get in the way. You know, all of that stuff that we've learned, um, you should be able to tell other people about. Right. But it's going to be really hard when you get 10, 15, 20 people in a room and you're doing a tasting for them. You're almost going to have to have ambassadors at tables that are like you, you know, helping these groups out because it's it turns into like then you have each group at each table talking about things themselves. And it's not a group environment where everybody's talking on the same page. So you can have five different conversations going on at the same time. 
And we, we've all been to those family reunions, right? Where everybody's talking over everybody and they're waiting for somebody to say something that everybody else wants to hear, right? That's that. I mean, if that's what you're into, cool, do it. It's fun, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, to me, having a captive audience, not on you, not to be narcissistic or, or chauvinist or anything, but like you're there to present the whiskey. And if you have people that actually listen to you and listen to the words you're saying, it's a lot easier uh, for them to get um, more out of the tasting, right? So you've poured your first whiskey. Everybody has their glass. Do you tell them that this mash bill is 51% corn, 23% rye, uh, 28% barley? No. Do you tell them that this was aged for 17 years? Do you tell them that this is a pri 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 ooh, priority? No, not priority. What's the word? It's gone. This is a proprietary. I got it. I found it. Proprietary blend of herbs and spices and all of these things. Do you say all that? Hell no. You don't say a damn word. Why? Because this is not about how much you know. A whiskey tasting is not about how much you know. It's guiding people through that. And if they ask you, hey, what is this made of? Bam, open door. There you go. Tell them about it. Tell them, say, well, this is a bourbon. It's made with 65% corn, 23% rye, 15% barley. I don't know if that's the right numbers. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Don't, don't crucify me for it. And that's it. Stop. Oh. Then let them understand that. Because think about it. If I was to tell you, I'm not a car mechanic. If somebody was to tell me, if I was to ask a car mechanic, hey, what's wrong with my car? <laughs> right? Well, your flux capacitor's off. It's got 13 belts on the timing loop, and, and it's supposed to have 17, and I ran it through that diagnostic, and diagnostic came back with a double up 69, and I knew that that was not a good look. And then we had this thing, we did the thing, and everything made it. Like, it's just gibberish at that end, at that point. You don't understand it. The guy, you don't understand what, can you fix it? That's what needs to be said. And so that's when you're having a whiskey tasting, that's how it needs to be. Answer the question. Bam, done. That's it. And if they're like, well, can you explain that to me? Then you get a little more leeway to be like, okay, so the corn is yellow dent number one. The rye is a mixture of Monongahela and um, a rye malt. Uh, you know, whatever, and it was it was bottled in, you know, and it was mashed for this long, and blah, blah, blah. Then you can go into detail. <laughs> but you're not up there writing a book, right? You're not, because you think about it, you have five whiskeys to get through. If you spend 20 minutes on each whiskey, you're going to be there for hours, right? So don't, just bare minimum. Most people, not all, there's, you're going to get the, the, the one or two. Most people just want to drink good whiskey. That's all they want. And they want to be around like-minded people that want to drink good whiskey. So, word of the wise, if you want to put on a good whiskey tasting, what is the first thing you need to have? 
You got it. You got it. Good whiskey. If you like the whiskey, bring it. Now, let's get in, in into a profile, right? Do you want to show the effects of rye, if you're doing a bourbon, the effects of rye in a mash bill, right? So, you find in your nerdiness, you go through these whiskeys, and you find one that has a very high rye mash bill, like a wild turkey. Then you find one that has hardly any rye, right? Um, and then you have find one that's a wheat whiskey, maybe. You know, instead of having rye, it has wheat, like a Weller. And then you find a rye whiskey, but it's a barely legal rye. So it'd be like a Pikesville or a, a Overholt or something like that. 51% rye, right? And all of those will go together because you're fine. You're pronouncing the profile of the rye. And then at the very end, you might even do a 95.5 rye, like a bullet rye or something like that. If you're trying to go for that profile, I'm just giving an example. You know what I mean? And this tells you, okay, this is the flavor of rye. And this is what it tastes like. This is the flavor of wheat. And this is what it tastes like. Or this is what a finishing barrel does. Here's Tawny Port. Here's Pedro Jimenez. Here's Sherrod. Here's a, a Port. Here's a beer finish. Here, You know, there's so many finishes. We've already talked about finish. But, um, you know, there's so many of them out there now. Uh, and Barana and all those. Anyway. So, you get down to it. What do you want to approach these people with if you know you have new guys that have never been into whiskey you need to keep it very basic very basic don't don't go too off the rails with it because it, you're going to blow their palate out and they're not going to understand what you're saying right i have a whiskey group that i've been doing tastings for for oh probably two years now year and a half something like that and i know their profile already so also when we do a tasting, speaking of that, guys, we need to get back together. It's been too long. If any of y'all are listening, you're probably not because you're a bunch of losers. Anyway, they're all my buddies. Stop. I don't talk to everybody like that, just them. If you're my, if you're my good friend or family, that's I talk to you like that. Unless you're listening to me, and then I talk to you like that, too. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, like, I know their profile, so I, I can sit there and be like, okay, I know they like this, they like rye, they like this, so I'm going to do something to um, to compare these things, and then also I like to throw something in there that's very contracted, you know what I mean? It's very contrasting to what, to what they like, just to see if maybe they'll like it. Like, I know all of them don't like peated whiskey, right? So every once in a while, I'll throw in... Striker, it's not peated, it's smoked. It's, it's American single malt that's smoked. Throw that in there, you know what I mean? Just to change it up. Nine out of ten times, they're going to love it or hate it, but nine out of ten times, they're like, man, that is so different and so good. So just just be aware of that when you're, um, when you're doing your, you know, your tastings. Be aware of your audience that you're working with. And here's the thing, if you're, if you get contracted out to do something and uh, you don't know your audience, 
keep it as basic as possible. Um, like I like, obviously, I'm a Texas boy and I love Texas whiskey. So I always like to showcase Texas whiskey. And you can get enough of a profile change just in the different distilleries that it's gonna, you're going to have something that somebody's going to love and somebody's going to hate. And it's all, they're all different, but they're all still good in their own right. Right? The last one I did, it had Still Austin, Balcones, Treaty Oak, um, what was the other? Oh, Garrison, and, uh, was it Reno? No, it was Andalusia. Yeah, the Andalusia Triple Distill. Sorry. And was it, was it Garrison? I don't know if it was Garrison. Anyway, and some people were like all over the still Austin because it was lighter and fruitier and, you know, and then other people were like, man, I love this Balcones because it has that deep molasses note and all this stuff. So like you can do that with just uh, uh, different whiskeys like that as well. Now, Texas is easy because there's only so many Texas distilleries. So, you know, but if you're trying to get a Kentucky bourbon, like there's 800,000 of them and most of them are by the same distillery so it's like you know you can you can pick a, a 20 different whiskeys from buffalo trace you know what i mean and they're all the same they have three mash bills uh this just different parts of the warehouse different proofs different ages you know so it's like they're but the flavors are different i'm not gonna lie the flavors are different but um but yeah so know know the people that you're doing it for and if you don't know those people just play it safe um, and here's the other thing. If you know, um, you like, let's say you want to put on a tasting and you don't really know what you want to do, like how you want to go about it. I now have, uh, this is new breaking news. Um, uh, I now have a, uh, new email account uh, you can go to the website. It'll tell you some stuff, uh, whiskey business, fbg.com. Uh, it'll tell you some stuff, but it's mainly for people who want to get a tasting. Um, you can go to my Instagram, you know, and stuff like that. But um, if you shoot me an email, and here's here's the email address. It's pretty pretty easy to, to get. It's whiskeyshamanpodcast at gmail.com. Pretty simple. I'll have a link in the show notes below. But um, as well as all my stuff, you know. Um, we grift in a little bit right now, but... Um, I'm trying to present this stuff for you and, and and make it to where you can get in contact with me and, you know, stuff like that. If you have any questions, because this, this is the whole point of this. Well, not the whole point of this podcast. The whole point of this podcast is for me to talk to somebody about whiskey. Uh, <laughs> seriously, um, I could talk whiskey all day long. I could have an eight hour pocket Joe Rogan this thing right now. Well, I'm not going to because I turned the freaking air conditioner off in here and I'm about to die. It's 800 degrees in here. I'm burning the hell up for y'all. I turned the AC on. You can't hear nothing. The damn thing's so loud. Anyway, it does cool it off nice, though. So I try to turn it on real low and then come in here and, you know, do my thing. So I got 45 minutes in me tops before I'm just sweated through. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but... Um, yeah, so just email me, shoot me a DM, whatever. I will walk you through it with what you have in-house. Like, let's say you, you let me know, hey, I got this, 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 and this. Will it work in a tasting? Do I need to get any different bottles? Do I need to do anything else? 
and then I'll just walk it through you. Walk it through you? No, I'll walk you through it. Um, and then we'll just go from there. You know what I mean? Because every tasting is different, and your crowd's going to be different. And the cool thing is having a group of people that you can do a tasting for um, that consistently come back because you get to see their their profile change. You get to see their engagement in it because everybody, when the first time they do a tasting, they're very standoffish about it because, for one, they're like, well, I don't want to go up there and just get the whiskey or I don't, I don't want to ask for another pour because it's going to sound like, you know, like I'm a lush and I want to drink so much. And that's not really what it's about. It's about exploring and about talking and about having fun with it. And that that's what I love about whiskey and the whole whiskey scene in general. Now, there's some people that are very bougie and stuff like that about it. And that's fine. They, they can do that. I'm not like that. I want to give you the best bang for your buck. You know what I mean? We're going to have a good time one way or the other. Either I'm going to be drinking with you or I'm going to be drinking because of you. Whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not... Um, Either way, either way, I'm going to have fun with it. So, where do we go from there? So, you've got your glasses. You've poured your whiskeys. They've, they've tasted them. You've not, you're answering the questions like they're supposed to be. You know, you're, um, you're giving simple answers, uh, not going into too much nerdy detail. If they ask you for nerdy detail, you get into as much as you know, but you never divulge full information. Because as soon as you divulge full information, what are you good for? Right? They're like, oh, well, I don't need you anymore. You know what I mean? So you always keep something in the back pocket, uh, a little quib or something like that that you can pull out. Um, and so that's what kind of makes it fun. And the longer you do this and the more you do this, the more you'll have – like it, ta it does take quite a bit of research – um, if you want to get geeky into it, like you're going to have to go to Jim Beam's website and look up what that particular bookers that you're trying to trying to show people because people want to know about that stuff, especially on these spe more special edition whiskeys. They want to know everything about it and you have to be prepared. Write note cards if you have to put it in your phone, you know, under your notes, um, have that kind of go through it. And it's not a big deal if you tell people, I don't know. Let's find that out. I'm going to do research and get back with you. You know what I mean? Because, like, people don't expect you to be a walking encyclopedia about whatever the subject is at hand. You know what I mean? Like, people don't expect that. They just, they're just trying to get to the bottom of it like you are, right? So, Understand your audience. That's that's the number one thing. And don't be a dick, right? And don't be bougie, and don't um, don't let the whiskey give you a big head. Because as soon as you do that, you're not doing the whiskey justice. See, I treat it as a person, right? You have to treat it with respect, and that goes from your personal intake. That goes through handling the bottles. That goes through pouring the bottles for people. Because a lot of time, money, and energy went into making that bottle. And there's a whole lot that can happen to screw it up. You know what I mean? So, just understand that. So, 
I say all that to say you've you've gone through your spiel you're you've gone through the five whiskeys and what this is what I do at the end <clears throat> I ask everybody in the group which one of these did you prefer more and most of the time somebody will say hey I really enjoyed this one I offer them another pour if they want it and then I put the bottles up and do not pull them out again now some of the other tastings I've been to people have brought bottles right as well and that's fine just remember the bottles you brought need to go back with you unless you're leaving them with the homeowner or whatever you know um, because people don't need to think that they're getting gifts and stuff like that this needs to be something that is like a fun little little treat for them not hey you get a free bottle of whiskey every time you come see me no that's not that's not how it goes that's not how it goes um so yeah just understand that like give them an extra pour and then cut it off because you can end up being there for way too long especially if you're having a drive some to somebody's house and do a tasting with, with your buddies or whatever like it can go from an hour and a half to four hours and next thing you know you're schnockered and you can't go home and I don't want your wife calling me because you're in jail or dead or something like that I don't want that on my conscience and you don't want that on yours so just understand that um, so you've done your tasting everything's gone good you made some mistakes let's just get it over with the first time you do a tasting you make mistakes you need to be calm. You need to not let it get to you. You know what I mean? Don't try and be the know-it-all about it. Bring the bottles. Pour for them, though. Don't let them pour your bottles. Always pour for them. Um, I bought some of those little things, the little um, pour measurers. Um, I put them in the bottle, pour it um, upside down. It gives a graduated amount of whiskey each time. Um, so that's what I do. You don't have to do that, obviously. Um, but just make sure that your pours are consistent. You know, you're not giving one guy, you know, three quarters of an ounce and then the other guy two ounces. You know what I mean? Like, it'll catch up with you really fast. Um, and what I do, because it, I don't want to say it is, I treat it like a job, you know, and I enjoy myself at my work. I love what I do, but at the same time, I treat it as, hey, this is a this is a thing. This is a big deal. So let's let's understand that. So I say all that to say this: have fun with it as well. Like I treat it as a job because I want it to be a job. You, if you're doing this for your buddies, and you want them to like you like these whiskeys and you want them to like them as well then you need to treat it like that and just leave it at you know it, this is what it is at this time so yeah that's pretty much the basics what you another thing you you could do is like i said always have water there to chase with to rinse glasses out with to drink right you need to be drinking water the entire time you're drinking whiskey um, because you will get dehydrated really fast especially we're getting into summer uh, 
it's hot, you need water. Now, again, this is not medical advice. I am not a medical doctor. You do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. But at the same time, water is your friend. Um, have other things there. Like my some of my crew loves Topo Chico with their with their whiskey. Um, have have some sodas if they want sodas. You know what I mean? Have some sodas there um, if they want to mix it. Have them drink it straight first. And then if they have to mix it, let them mix it. And do not shame them for it. Just slowly walk away and just unfriend them. No, I'm joking. I'm really joking. Um, but I think that wraps it up on tastings. I can go into deeper detail on it, but I'm not going to. Um, because I think that's pretty much the basics of it. Just keep it light. Keep it interesting. Uh, don't go into too much detail unless they want those hard details. Um, ask questions. Do a little bit of research on the bottles before you get there. Um, if you know what bottles you're doing. Sometimes you don't even know what bottles you're doing. Um, and then, yeah, just have fun with it. You know, it's not a big deal. If you screw up, you screw up. It's not, it's okay. You know, you're not an expert. Nobody's an expert at whiskey, right? I mean, there's a couple people that say they're experts at it, but, I mean, Lord, they got 40 years in the business, and they still don't know what's going on. Um, Okay, so we're going to wrap it up and go down Grifter Alley for a second. Like I said earlier, new email address, whiskeyshamanpodcast at gmail.com. Send me a message. We'll talk about whiskey, whatever. Um, The underscore whiskeyshaman Instagram Facebook, yeah, Facebook still. Who's on Facebook? Anyway, um, I do have a uh, te- no, not a Telegram. I'm trying to get on Telegram. I don't know if y'all want me to. Let me know. Um, what's the other one? Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, I have a YouTube as well. The Whiskey Shaman, obviously. Um, just did the the dive on the Pulila. It was fun. Um, I, I'm going to enjoy that the rest of the night. Um, yeah, very soon. As soon as I get this damn computer thing fixed for the Zoom, live, live action, live action. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. Uh, thank you all for, uh, being here on this journey with me. And, uh, thank you for, you know, helping me to get these numbers up because that's something that that I really have enjoyed um so just uh you know just think about the whiskey think about how it makes you feel as we roll out and it's all in general what's up